We are once again doing a season review, and uh, today we are talking about, as uh, as the former head coach of the Monsters likes to say, everyone's favorite angry little bowling ball. Uh, today we're talking about Trafix Wolanski here on Locked On Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you all of the news, the stories, and in this case, the season in reviews of your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and also sometimes the Cleveland Monsters. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day, every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So if you have not come to hit uh, subscribe over there, then uh, why not? I'll uh, I'll sit here and wait while you do that. Um, no, I won't sit here and wait. We're going to go on with the podcast. Today, we're looking at Trafix Polanski, uh, how his season was, uh, looking at his history. Does he have a future with the team? And uh, what he needs to do to make next season even better than this one. So uh, I guess start from the the best place to start. Well, I uh, will start from the beginning. Trafix Wolanski is a seventh round pick, two hundred fourth overall in twenty eighteen. And yesterday we talked a lot about um, the importance of getting an NHL player from anyone who is not drafted in the first or second round, if that makes sense. Uh, so he's, he, as a seventh round pick, the fact that he's even made it into an NHL game is super, super impressive. Um, he is quite small. Uh, he's officially five, seven, but I suspect he might be closer to five, five or five, six. Um, still hundred about 180 pounds, still pretty uh, pretty stocky, like um, the former coach of the Cleveland Monsters likes to say. Uh, he used to call him an angry little bowling ball uh, because he is just kind of small and round and furious uh, on the ice. Off the ice, really nice kid. Super, super personable, super friendly. Um, on the ice, kind of angry and uh, runaway mini fridge. I guess I was going to say right away train, but he's not quite train sized. Anyway, my point is um, he is a player that has a very specific style. He is a player that uses that style very effectively, I think. And uh, it's a shame that he's had so many uh, injury problems or it's not even so many injury problems. He was hurt nine games into last season. Um, he played nine games for the 2020-21 Cleveland Monsters team. He had nine points in those nine games, was off to a really, really good start, and then tore basically everything in his knees. Um, missed all of that season, missed all of the summer, missed training camp, missed Travis City, uh, didn't play for the Monsters until a couple of months into the season, and that's, you know, coming up on literally over a year he missed with this injury so 
even looking at that, and even after, you know, he played 53 games for the Monsters, he played. So he ended up playing six games for the Blue Jackets. We'll talk about those in a minute. Those 53 games, he had, was, he had 33 points. He had 15 goals, 18 assists in those 53 games. And that's after a serious knee injury. That's after missing an entire summer's worth of training and working out and getting stronger, um, which I think is pretty pretty darn impressive honestly, to come back in and play the the Fikvansky game that we know so well, or at least the Monsters fans and people who cover the Monsters know so well. Um, and even when he doesn't, even when he's not scoring. And the other, the other thing as well is actually, um, I'm going to scrap that, that point and talk about something else because I just something just occurred to me. Um, the other thing, the Monsters were real, real bad this season. Um, so the fact that he got as many points as he did, considering just how god-awful the monsters were, is, again, very, very impressive. Um, I'm just pulling up the monsters' stats to see, because I suspect he was maybe second or third on the team in scoring, despite not actually playing the entire season with the monsters. He was fifth on the team in scoring. Um... He played 53 of the 76-ish games, and he was still fifth on the team in scoring. The only guys ahead of him, Jake Christensen, who played 62 games, Tyler Angle, who played 71, Tyler Segura, who played 75, Justin Scott, who played 76. So, again, played about 20 games less than the guys that were ahead of him in scoring, apart from Jake Christensen, who was just on one this year. So, just a guy that I think has real, real potential to be an NHL player, if nothing else. Um, and that's something we're going to talk about in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you all about Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. Uh, up until this week, you could find the Stanley Cup there. But since that's done, I bet you could find some odds on who is going to be the next person to drop the Stanley Cup, since uh, Nico Bay-Kubel already did that within 10 minutes of picking it up. They've got Major League Baseball there. They've got futures for football and basketball. They are your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including things like MMA, boxing, and Golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. So let's talk about Trey Fix NHL player. Question mark. Um, Fix Walensky finally made his NHL debut. I say finally, he's 23. It's not out of the realm of possibility that took it that a 23-year-old could make an NHL debut. Um, he only played six games. He had, I believe, one goal and one assist. Um, I believe he scored in his debut, actually, which is uh, super cool and fun and neat, and you love to see it. But does he have what it takes to be a full-time NHL player? Um, I honestly think so. Um, again, he's a seventh-round pick. I'm not expecting the world. We've, we talked about this yesterday. We'll be talking about it for you know about a week now of what you should expect from your seventh-round picks, what you should expect from your fifth-round picks, your third-round picks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, if Fikswalanski is a bubble NHL player, then I'm calling that draft pick a success. 
Um, and I think a lot of other people will as well. I think Fix Wolanski has a style that is ready for the NHL. Um, he's small, but doesn't play like it. And I honestly think he could fit in really well on that bottom six, potentially even with, you know, for example, put him with, um, put him with, I don't know, Dan Forth and Texier and just watch them play with a little bit of snarl, a little bit of wrecking ball energy. Like that's, I think that would be really, really fun. Um, and I think that's, Maybe not like the the very very ceiling of Fix Wolanski game, but I definitely think that is the upper limit of his uh, realistic potential. I think there's a world in which Trey Fix Wolanski finds a spot in the middle six. Put him with uh, I don't know. Put him with some playmaker. Watch him. Watch him go. We've seen that he can put pucks in the net. We've seen that he knows how to score goals. We've seen that he knows how to pass. He had 102 points in his final season in the WHL. He was the captain of the Edmonton Oil Kings, and he had 102 points in 65 games, 14 points in the playoffs that year. You know, we've seen we've seen it. Before he got injured, he was a point-per-game player in the AHL. Like, I don't know that he's going to be a point-per-game player in the NHL, but I definitely think he's the kind of player that can hold his own. And he didn't look out of place during his NHL games season he played very limited very sheltered minute but i don't think he looked out of place i think he looked like a guy that knows that this is what he's wanted i think now that he's had a taste of the nhl i think he's going to be fighting like heck to get back there and i think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens during training camp i don't know if he's young enough for traverse city again potentially um yeah, I think he could be making Brad Larson's job of who the final I don't know, 12 or 13 forwards are going to be very, very difficult. He does need a new contract, um, which is what we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, but I am just going to finish off uh, by talking about kind of what I think, what grade I would give him. Um, and it's tough because... And it's tough because it's... Uh, how do you give a grade for six NHL games? But I think kind of what I did with, you know, guys like Kevin Stenland, I gave him an incomplete, I think. Um, I don't want to give Trey Fuxlansky an incomplete because I think his work in the AHL was really good. I'm going to give him a B minus, I think, just because or oh, maybe a C plus, just because I'm so impressed by how he came back from, by all accounts, a fairly serious injury and still put up half a point per game on a very bad, um, a very bad Monsters team. Um, so let's talk about what his next contract might look like. Uh, that is what we're going to talk about next on Locked on Blue Jackets. So Trevor Wanski is uh, a restricted free agent, I believe. He's no, he's definitely not a UFA. That's that's silly. He's a, a restricted free agent, one of a handful of uh, restricted free agents. Um, I would imagine the Blue Jackets re-sign him. Uh, I can't think of a reason that they wouldn't. He has done everything that they've asked of him so far. He's battled back from this horrific injury. He's played extremely well at all of the levels that uh, that he has had to play at. I I think that they are quietly very, very happy with Fix Walensky. The question becomes, what kind of contract 
is it? Um, I suspect it's going to be a two-way contract. Um, it, honestly, I would be unsurprised if he got a contract similar to Liam Foodie's. A uh, Liam Foodie's making about six hundred seven hundred and sixty thousand, uh, and it's. The first year is two-way, the second year is one-way. With the understanding that he's going to be NHL-ready in the next year. I think Trafik Polanski is on that same timeline um, as, as Liam Foody. If not, maybe a little bit faster, just because... And this is not a slight against Liam Foody. You know, we've talked about this. I love Liam Foody. I think Trafik Polanski fits in more with the Blue Jacket, with what the Blue Jackets need in terms of, like, bottom six. Guys, I think Liam Foody is either a top six or bust kind of forward. I think Trevor Zwanski is a guy that could very well slot anywhere in the lineup. I think he's got that that versatility. Um, and that's, I don't think either way is a bad thing to be. But I think the way that the Blue Jackets are built right now, I think Fix Zwanski could find a spot easier than than Liam Foody. So I think his, his development is... I guess slightly more on track, but I, I, that doesn't mean that I think that Liam Foody's development is off track at all, because I think, again, he's doing a lot of good things. Hopefully he takes a step forward. Um, I'm super excited to see what Fix Polanski does in the next, you know, in the training camp in the next year or so. Um, maybe, maybe, again, maybe he comes into training camp and surprises everyone. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm expecting it necessarily, but I am also kind of expecting it a little bit, especially considering how much time he missed and how he threw himself back in and how he really kind of grabbed his NHL opportunity with both hands. Like that to me seems like a guy that wants back into the NHL and wants back in as soon as possible, Um, which is great, which is the attitude that you should want your guys to have, especially, you know, your five foot seven, um, quote unquote, um, seventh round picks. I forgot, the word. <laughs> I forgot what round he was drafted in. Um, your, your five foot seven, quote unquote, seventh round draft picks. You know, I think that that's the attitude that they should have is, hey, you gave me a cup of coffee in the NHL. I'm coming back for a second one. I'm coming back from the hot for the whole pot. Like I'm coming back for the coffee shop. Um, and to me, it seems like Trey Fixlansky has that that exact attitude. So uh, that's kind of it for me today. Uh, tomorrow, I will be sitting down with uh, Charlie Wright, who is a draft eligible prospect for the upcoming draft, a defenseman for the Saskatoon Blades. Uh, super, super excited to share that conversation with you. Uh, so that's coming up tomorrow. I want to thank everyone again for making this their first listen or their second listen or their potential last listen of the day as I look at the clock to see what time it is in Columbus. Um, no matter when you're listening, I super, super appreciate it. Every listen is super important to me and uh, every listener is super important to me. So thank you for that. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jake Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.